Welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, where we talk to great bosses and those who build great bosses about what it takes to be a great boss. And now, here is your host, the founder and CEO of Boss Builders, Mac Monroe. Well, hello and welcome to this edition of the Boss Builder Podcast. This is Mac Monroe, the Boss Builder, and I am again going to check the email and talk about some of the requests and questions that I've gotten. I love when people send these to me, and if you have questions, you can always send them directly to me at Mac, M-A-C-K, at thebossbuilders, with an S, dot com. Our first email comes in from Gina, and Gina asks a question around performance. And so I'm not going to read it directly, but here's sort of the summary of the question she had. She's worried because she's got some very skilled individuals and they seem to be very driven and very motivated, but for some reason they're still not successful. Now she didn't give me any more information than that. And so I'm going to do my best to try to answer that question based on some of my observations when I work with clients and individuals at some of the sites I go to. And it looks like this a lot of times. You'll get somebody who's a very high performer. Maybe they're a sales leader or maybe they're an executive and they're very driven and they're very motivated and they're highly skilled, but they have a real challenge when it comes to getting along well with people. And I've seen in some cases people want to send them to training and maybe people want to get them a coach, but it's really hard to quantify what's going on. And so maybe one thing that would be useful is to use something that your organization probably already has, even if they don't talk about it, and that is the organization's values. Now, the values typically are things that some group puts together that sort of give us an idea of what our company is about and how we do business with others. And so maybe a typical list of values might be things like uh, integrity, or maybe there is teamwork, or compassion, or uh, respect. It's what people at the organization level want to see out of all of their associates and team members, which means if I'm going to be making sales, I'm going to do it with a sense of integrity, if integrity is one of my values. If I am treating patients in a healthcare facility, I'm going to do it with compassion, because compassion is one of our values. And so maybe a couple of things to think about, Gina, if you're listening to this, let's go back and look at your organization's values. And whatever those values happen to be, as best as you can, get a definition for what that actually means to the organization. Once you've done that, communicate that with your team and let them know from now on, I'm going to be judging your performance, not only in your deliverables, but in how you make the deliverable. And if it mirrors these values, then we know that we actually have success. Now, maybe a question comes along then is what if our organization doesn't have any values because there are some that don't and truthfully i would tell you that if you have an organization that has values that nobody knows about you are actually better off not having values at all so if that is you then think about how to create values and one of the best ways to do that is to get your team together and just simply ask them think about how you would like to interact with each other how would you like others to interact with us take a set of those post-it notes that you get and have your team just go ahead and write one behavior per post-it note. And, and then have them just spread them out on a wall or on a big flip chart. The more post-its you get, probably the more success you'll have with this activity. And then once you have a list of different behaviors, and maybe you have 20, 30, 40, 50 post-it notes, have your team arrange them in logical categories. We call that affinitizing. 
and make them into a straight column. And so now what you may have, rather than 50 post-it notes, you might have three columns of behaviors that are very similar to each other. The last thing you would do then is to think about a header card that would best describe what those behaviors are. And I'm pretty certain what you're going to get are some pretty standard values, things like respect, integrity, teamwork. What you've just done then is you've let your team determine what are our operating norms going to be and then how are we going to hold each other accountable. Your values can really go a long way to try to get performance right back on track. The other ones are pretty easy. Either a person knows what they're doing and they're not doing it or they don't know what they're doing and that is fixed through training. If they know what they're doing and don't want to do it, that's fixed through some sort of motivation or maybe even punishment. But then the last one if you do have an individual who is not operating according to values, then maybe coaching would be an approach that would work. And if they just refuse to change behaviors, that takes us back to a will problem. And we know that will is fixed through motivation or even up and including punishment. Gina, I hope that one helps you just realize you have power in your organization's values. Next email was from Byron, and Byron was asking questions on prioritization, and mainly the idea that I'm now promoted to the role of the boss, and in your talks, he refers to the fact that I used the little management triangle, that managers are supposed to uh, solve and fix problems, they're supposed to protect the house, and they're supposed to develop others. His challenge is, when do I have the time to do this idea of developing people? And the short answer is, you have to make the time for it. Because if you have 10 tasks as, an, as the boss and you have to pick the most important one, I'm going to tell you the most important one is to develop people. Everything then, of course, should fall in around that. That should be a priority. And where a lot of people get a little confused is they say, well, you know, how much time do I need? And I'm going to tell you, on a regular basis, a daily basis, checking in for five minutes per employee is probably enough. Just check in with them. How are you doing what are you working on? How can I help you? Simple questions like that. That's a daily check-in. But then maybe on a frequent basis, maybe once a week or every two weeks, just take 10 minutes, call that employee into your quiet space and just say, let's talk about what you've accomplished over the past week and give them some feedback. Here's what I like. Here's what I didn't like. Here's how we can get better. Just small amounts. I mean, please don't think, Byron, that you're going to have to spend hours and hours every day developing your team. The good news, of course, is the, the more you work to develop your team, the more efficient your team becomes. The more efficient your team becomes, theoretically, the more time you're going to have to take care of all the other things. It's just a matter of prioritization. Years ago, I sat in one of these uh, Covey's Seven Habits courses, and it was uh, Stephen, Steve, I don't know, the old guy who's dead now, I believe. He did a little activity. It was really interesting. He had a, a fish bowl. And he had these big rocks, and the rocks had, um, they just had big tasks on them. And so what he tried to get the audience to do is to make all the rocks fit into this fishbowl, but the fishbowl was full of a bunch of gravel, and nobody could actually do it. And so what he did then is he dumped all the gravel out, and then he asked the people to put the big rocks in first. He says, this represents the most important stuff that you have to do. If you put the big rocks in first and then he poured the gravel, everything fit in the fishbowl. But when the little things were in place, the big things wouldn't fit. And he says that the gravel is sort of like the busy work that we get going throughout the day. Now, back then when I saw this seminar, we didn't have email, but those would be things like email. 
and sitting in a bunch of endless and mindless meetings. That's the busy stuff. And maybe what it would take, Byron, is for you to actually prioritize and say, today, job number one is I'm going to sit down with Mac and I need to talk to him about his performance. I'm going to do that first thing in the morning and then I'll go ahead and start reading my emails and going to the different meetings. So prioritization means I take a look at what is most important and do that thing first. I'm going to tell you right up front, developing people is the most important thing. Hopefully that helps. Our last question comes from Tamika, and, and it kind of follows this one as well, because it's this whole idea of I've got so many things going on. How in the world do I get it all in? And so, you know, she had mentioned something about the word delegation. My boss tells me I need to delegate more, but I'm not even sure what that means. Well, delegation is not just a little management buzzword. Delegation is actually one of your most valuable tools that you can use to develop your direct reports. And so I, I like to use this analogy when I do my workshops, and I have a, a slide that I put up of this really horrible, messy basement. And what I ask the group is, if I'm going to turn this space into a state-of-the-art home theater, what's the first thing I need to do? And they give me good ideas, you know, get a contractor and look at your budget and do the measurements. But the obvious answer is I have to clear all the junk out of it first. There's no way I can even get a clear vision of what I want. There's no way I can even measure the square footage if I've got so much junk in the basement. And so what I tell them then is that, you know, for most of you as the boss, your life looks like this. There's so much crap that you have to deal with that you can't even grow personally or professionally yourself, you know, much less develop direct reports if you have all this junk in the basement. And so, you know, we also hear this idea of one man's trash as another man's treasure. Think about all of the tasks you do on a daily basis and ask yourself, number one, should I still be doing these tasks? As the boss, some things need to be given to other people because you are not being paid to do more of what you used to do as an individual contributor. You're actually being paid more so you can develop a team. And think about some of the tasks in the basement that should be delegated. Maybe the first thing that you might want to think about doing is look at your team and ask them where do you want to go in your career development and get them to talk about it because what you may find is that they do have career aspirations and some of those very things you're doing right now if you were to delegate it to them that would give them the experience to be able to advance in their careers and that is very then it's a very easy way then to build in the idea of developing others and you're delegating and creating more space for yourself so maybe if you're going to look at steps step number one is let's figure out what task we're going to delegate and then figure out the urgency of it and kind of like the, uh, the the importance of it. And so this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest pick a task that is pretty important. And also realize that importance is a relative term. The person who's getting delegated to might say, "Man, this is a really important job." And you're thinking, "This is monkey work. I don't even like this." But for a person who wants to develop, this could be a very important task. So importance is relative. Make sure that it is important to them. And then, then I would recommend something that is not urgent because urgency makes you have to rush and then you're not going to get the opportunity to really teach. So high importance, low to moderate urgency. And then figure out what is the outcome, right? This is the part where you're going to have to distance yourself a little bit and say, when this is done, what does it need to look like? Not necessarily the steps, but what does it need to look like? And then find the person that you think the task would be most developmental for and plug them into it and then train them, show them how it's done, let them know that they have your support 
let them know that, you know, they can come to you anytime and you will be there for them. Now, I know sometimes this is counterintuitive because, you know, Tamika is saying she's got so much stuff going on. Yeah, it is. It's probably faster for you to do it yourself and you probably will do it well. But remember, your job is different now. Now it's important to develop others. Delegation can be your best friend. And if you're doing it strategically with the idea that I'm not just dumping off the work I don't want to do, but I'm actually giving it to someone who is probably going to do it better and for whom it is most developmental for, you'll begin to get the reputation not as a dumper or a buck passer, but somebody who, when I come to work for you, I'm going to really, really get some great experience and I will be a better employee for it. All three of these were really, really good questions. I would encourage each of you listening to the podcast to send us your questions. Again, email them directly to me, mac at thebossbuilders.com. And while you're checking out the site, take a look at some of the demo videos for our Boss Builder Academy. If you are somebody who is new to the role of the boss and needs help, my Boss Builder Academy video base, watch it on your phone, virtual roundtables. Uh, I am guaranteeing you that you will grow professionally as the boss. Keep the emails coming, and until we meet next time, I want you to get out there and be the most awesome boss that you can be. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You've been listening to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast with Mac Monroe. To get more information on being a great boss, visit us online at thebossbuilders.com or at Mac's blog, macmonroe.com. Until next time, get out there and be a great boss.